Welcome to Word of Life Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And wherever you're listening from, we believe that God will move to and through you from today's message. And while you're here, go ahead and head over to our online platform, thelifeonline.cc, where you'll find content on all kinds of topics like forgiveness, healing, prophecy, faith, and so much more. So check it out at thelifeonline.cc and enjoy today's message. Today is Palm Sunday. I don't know if if many of y'all know uh, about Palm Sunday or even heard of Palm Sunday, Uh, but it's just literally the uh, Sunday that we recognize uh, that where Jesus made a triumphant entry, a triumphant entry uh, as he was going into the city. And what's interesting about this, I don't know about you, but I know sometimes when I read the Bible, I'm like, Lord Jesus, what is this about? It's like Jesus got on a donkey. I can't relate to a donkey, but I'm like, why would Jesus need to go into the city and he needed a donkey to ride on? Because normally Jesus, when he traveled, he traveled two by two, left it and right, left foot, right foot. But it was in this moment that where Jesus was able to make a entry. And as he was making this entry into the city, You heard people saying, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And I'm just like, okay, Lord, I see it. I see it. But I'm like, what's what's going on? And he's like, take your time and go back over what happened before Jesus made his entry. What needed to take place? So if you have your Bibles, turn into Luke chapter 19, uh, verse 28. Bid your Bible, your version Bible app. If you get on your phone, I just say, don't text. And if you text, just tell them you need to be in church right here with me. Uh, but <laughs> uh, Luke chapter 19, verse 28. Here are a couple of scriptures. Well, scriptures, pages still turning. So we'll take our time before we read the scripture. Luke chapter 19, starting at verse 28, Palm Sunday, Jesus on his triumphant entry. So verse 28, after Jesus had said this, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. As he approached Bethage and Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples saying to them, go to the village ahead of you. And as you enter it, you will find a coat tied there, which no one has ever written. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Tell him the Lord needs it. Say this after me. Untie it. Bring it. The Lord needs it. All right. So can we fast forward to 2023? I'm not. I'm like Jesus had two disciples. So I'm one of those disciples and I'm with Jesus in 2023. And he's saying, hey, there is a car in Pearl. We're in Jackson. In Pearl, I need you to go get that car. And if anyone asks you, why are you getting this car? You tell them the Lord has need of it. <laughs> now, I don't know about you, but I'm going to turn and say, now, Jesus, are you sure I need to go to Pearl? So, you know, you get there to that individual and it's like, hey, 
uh, I, I need that car right there. You need, huh? My car? It's like, what you need my car? Uh, the Lord has need of the Lord. Lord don't need this. You just trying to get my ride. You just. And I'm like, wow, look at this story on how Jesus literally knew where the donkey was. He gave them two action steps, untie it, bring it. But then he also gave him a response to them that where he knew they were probably thinking, just like I was thinking, like, come on now. That where he said, tell them when you are untying it, that the Lord has need of it. Do you realize that the Lord has need of you? Not just the need of you, but the need of people, his children, his sons, his daughters. And the action steps that he gave them, it was so he could have a triumphant entry. The action steps that he gave them, they had to be carried out so that he could have a triumphant entry. As great as Jesus was at that time and great as he is even today, even Jesus needed help. Even Jesus needed participation. And so I'm like, I wonder what would have happened if they had made a decision not to go. If they had made a decision to refuse the very instruction that was needed. You know, in life, there are things that we must do that at times we don't have full comprehension of why we're doing what we're doing. As many of y'all have heard the story about how we got this campus. That was one of the things the Lord was like, hey, I need you to go down Capitol Street and pray. What? You want me to walk well, Lord? I said, okay, so fine. I said, I'm going to watch and pray. But literally, I did not know that we would be sitting here out of taking a step to come and pray. Even as uncomfortable as it was. Now, I knew he, he was telling me to do it, but I'm like, Lord, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. But it's like, it's, it's more than just you. There are people that are connected to you. There are things that I'm trying to bring through you and to you, but you must take a step. You must take action steps. And so here we are today, and it started last week. What a time we had last week. And it was like, Lord, you really did this. And it was like, wow. And you're talking about a triumphant entry last Sunday. My goodness, come on, Lord. Uh, and just seeing people come into our campus. But it goes back to what the Lord told me to do. And so I, um, this past week on Thursday, I had the opportunity to speak to a Jackson State football team. So, you know, I'm, I'm going in there and I know what I am to say and, and, and what to share. But as I walk in, uh, I sit there and I see the coaches they have on the slides and they have, you know, they're going over plays and things like that. They was talking to the quarterbacks and then they went to the uh, defensive line. And man, the heat turned up when they got to the defensive line. Boy. He was like, hey, 
it is right there that's out of place. I'm like, oh, Lord, Jesus. I'm glad I'm not on the football team. And he spoke up. He's like, that's me, coach. He said, I know that was you. And so he was like, you are not in your place. And what I realized, as many members as you have on a defensive line, if one is out of place, it will mess up the play. And I'm like, wait a minute. And then he made this statement. He said, alignment for your assignment. You need to get an alignment for your assignment. That's the title of this message. Alignment for your assignment. And it was in that moment that, that I started thinking about us as believers. Like, we have to get an alignment for our assignment. So you think about it. Jesus made the statement, untie it, bring it, because I have need of it. Untie it, bring it, because I have need of it. There are people that are connected to all of us. And so in thinking about this, I don't know if many of y'all have seen our uh, 18-wheeler, disaster relief uh, 18-wheeler truck. And what happens is when there are disasters in different cities, we send that 18-wheeler to uh, basically send relief, disaster relief. But on the front end of that, we have a church member. And I knew uh, back when we had the uh, water crisis, it was like, hey, we need to make a phone call um, to get some water to some places. But I'm like, who do I call? And I knew in my heart who I needed to call, Sturgis Cocker. But I'm like, Lord Jesus, I don't want to call them. Heart beating fast. I knew them, but I didn't know them in that way. They were say, hey, you heard about the water crisis? Yes. Can we use your 18 wheeler? And like, "Uh huh. What are you talking about? So. I finally got the courage to make the phone call. Have you ever made a phone call and in making a phone call, you hope hope that you got the voicemail instead of the person on the other end of the phone? Well, this didn't happen. So I'm hoping that I get a voicemail and he picks up. Hello. I'm like, oh, no. I'm just all nervous, all nervous. I'm like, hey, I'm sure you heard about the water crisis and. You know, uh, as a church, we want to get some uh, water, you know, to uh, to Jackson. And he's like, oh, yeah, where you want it? When you want it? I'm like, it's like, uh, let me make a phone call. (laughs) Let me call Kroger, Walmart, Sam's. He's like, yeah, man, just call and let me know. And said, we got you covered. So we did that. And what I didn't realize was as nervous as I was. And also some fear because I was thinking it was going to be a no. So one, I had to untie my pride. I had to untie my fear. I had to loose and let it go. And I had to pick up that phone. And out of making that phone call, what I did not realize how many people have seen relief that have hit in Louisiana, that have hit even in the water crisis right here in Jackson, Mississippi, but even how we just sent the 18-wheeler on this past Tuesday to Rolling Fork, Mississippi, sending relief. But just think if I had never made that phone call. Did you know people are literally waiting on you and me to get relief? Say that again. Did you know that people are waiting on you and I to get relief? Because there's something 
on the inside of us that we have that they need. And God is saying to us, will we open up our mouths? Will we open up our lifestyle and let them see the Christ that is in us? And as they do, guess what? It gives us the opportunity to bring them to Christ. It gives us the opportunity to invite them to Christ. So in this moment, you see Jesus, he has a triumphant entry. And there are many people in our lives, they're needing a triumphant entry because they're going through so much right now. And just as we were able to do to even magnify Jesus and say he be lifted higher, they need that as well. But guess what? If we don't tell them about it, can they receive them? If we don't show them, if we don't tell them to come, if we don't bring them, can they receive that peace? No. So as a church, what I love about our church, we're not just a church of the word. We're a church of action steps as well. It's like, hey, this is Holy Week. You know, what can we do? How can we set aside time to magnify Jesus, to magnify God, even in the midst of things going on in our life? How can we set aside time? At the end of the service, you will get a card that is simply telling you about Holy Week, what we're having each um, day of the week at our campuses, starting at 9 a.m. And this Holy Week is just simply saying, you know what, God, I'm going to set aside time. I'm going to set aside space. Now, we have five uh, services that you can go to at 9 o'clock. Monday, tomorrow, we'll be at Highland Colony. And then we have the prayer and worship service uh, on Tuesday at all of the campuses. And then Wednesday uh, here at Point Dexter, 9 a.m. And then Thursday at all of the campuses again. And then Friday morning at our Lakeland campus. Now, I know you may not be able to attend all five. If you can, hey, whoo, we're excited for you. But what we're saying is, can you at least find one? that you can come to. And I know some of you are work and things like that, but it's just saying that as a church, we're going to set aside time and say, God, that you have need of my life. My life is not my own. To you, I belong. So I am surrendered unto you. And what I want to do is I want to give you time in this week, set it aside to live a life of surrender, to live a life of pause. Cause you know, we can get so busy. I, My family and I, we're literally going through this transition of pausing on the drive-thrus. Because, you know, when you get off work, it's like, man, we got to cook. Ooh, that's out. Got to season the meat. Oh, don't let it be in the freezer. (laughs) Come on, man. So we get in these drive-thrus, and it's like, boo, speed. Woo, five minutes, ten minutes, five minutes, ten minutes. Even if it's a salad. Five minutes, 10 minutes, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes is like, wow. But what we've noticed as a family and pushing away from the drive through and hitting that pause button, it has literally given us more face to face time with each other, more conversation with each other that we're even we're getting to know more about the other. And it's things that are just pop up Chase and Kyla that they're saying, just start talking. And it's like, wow. But we never would have gotten it if we stayed in the drive through of life. And so with this Holy Week schedule, what we're saying is, and you having the opportunity, will you just pause and come in to one of the services and allow God to meet you right where you are? Because there, is thing, there are things that he wants to share with you. 
There are things that he wants to confirm that's already in your heart that you have a desire to do. There are things that you're needing to let go of. But the only way you can let go of them, you literally have to get in in the presence of God where where he's at. And so in coming into the services, this would allow you to do that. But even if you can't make the service, uh, just as we did today, that's why I did that as an example. It was just on my heart that even in your car, that you can have a moment with God that where he can meet you, even at a red light. When the person could have gone through the red light, if you could have gone through, but you had to slam on brakes so you wouldn't hit them. Some of y'all have conversations with them. They gone on. They don't even know you're talking to them. But in that moment, you can pause. Don't talk to them. Talk to God. And so Jesus, in making this triumphant entry, you have some people on the side. You know, the disciples are saying, Hosanna, blessed be the name of the Lord. But then you have... They said the Pharisees on the other side, they were saying, hey, you need to rebuke your disciples, basically saying, hey, you need to tell your people to be quiet. And it was in that moment. It was in that moment. I want to read it. Uh, We're still in chapter 19, verse 41. Well, we started at 39. I want to read this so you can see it, that even in the midst of you doing the right thing, there will be naysayers. Verse 39, some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he replied, Jesus is saying, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. Verse 41, as he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it and said, if you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. Question, what brings you peace? Here it is, Jesus is in the middle of a triumphant entry. And that's why he's on the donkey, because in that donkey, the symbol is there, peace. I'm coming in peace. But even in this moment, they didn't even recognize that Jesus is peace. You know, sometimes in our life, We don't recognize Jesus is peace. Sometimes it's a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. Sometimes, hey, I know we're in March Madness. Anybody enjoying March Madness college basketball? Yes. Oh, my team won. Woo. We run through the house. Woo, peace. We can get to work and talk about and brag on our team. Some is a car, some is a house, some is clothing, some is social media. It's, it's bringing me peace. We, it's bringing me peace. And what I'm saying is nothing wrong with, with that. But it's like, is that our main source of peace? Is that what we're tuning into each and every day to get peace? And in this moment, Jesus is saying, hey, here I am. And he's weeping over a city. He's weeping over souls. He's weeping over people. And it's like they don't even recognize who I am and what I want to bring. But even in them not knowing it, guess what? Jesus still made the decision. I'm going to stay committed. 
I'm going to stay surrendered. And I know that the cross is coming. I know that even in the cross coming that I am going to go into the grave, but I am going to be resurrected. And out of my resurrection, I know that people are going going to come and know me as their Lord and Savior. So even though they're going to say no, I'm still going to say yes. And so as we think about this decision that Jesus made, he didn't make this decision by himself. He had people connected to him, two disciples. Untie the coat, bring the coat, and the Lord, he has need of it. And so as we know, Easter Sunday is coming. Easter Sunday. So there are many people that you know that on the outside is like, you know, it's like one of them family reunions. I don't know if y'all know about family reunions, but I'm pretty sure you do. Is that one cousin or that one uncle or that one aunt? It's like, oh, oh. I don't know if uh, I want to bring her to church with me. Because we've seen the other side of cousins. As we call it, Pookie or Ray Ray or Uncle John, Auntie Mary. I'm just throwing out some names. Now, if that's your name in the congregation, I'm I'm not picking on you. But at times, we can look on the outside. And we can be so focused on the outside that we don't see the potential that is on the inside. And God is saying, what I need for you to do is, regardless of things that you have seen them do, things that you have heard them say, I need you to untie that from your eyes. I need you to untie that from your ears. And I need you to bring them to me. Because guess what? I have need of them. I know at times you, you, you hear them saying curse words. I know at times you... You see them, you know, like from the alcohol. I know at times you see them from the drugs. I know at times you see them in the way that they shouldn't be. But God is saying that even though they are acting that way, I know I can bring them peace. But I need you to bring them to me. So when you are having conversation with them, when you are looking at them, don't look at them in the now Look at them in Christ Jesus, because, you know, for us, Jesus on the cross, the reason why he was able to say and like, Lord Jesus to himself, he said, forgive them for they know not what they do. I'm like, come on, Jesus. They have eyes just like you. They're laughing. What you mean? They don't know what they doing. He's like, they don't understand. But it's okay. Because even in them crucifying me, I am going to rise again. And they're going to see that I am the way. They're going to see that I am the truth. And they're going to see that I am the life. And so for us as a church, we get the opportunity to literally bring people to church, to invite them to church. Because they get to see Christ in you. They get to hear about Christ in you. You know, this is a uh, funny story. Um, 
Kim and I, we we always, you know, just laugh about this because it's like whenever we're having a conversation, it's like we come up, you know, like with a song, you know, like a song with it, you know. So we'll be talking and uh, and we'll just it'll be something random. Uh, And out of the conversation, there's a song that comes up. There's just a joy. There's just a bubbling come up that uh, that that we'll sing. And I'm trying to think of one. You know, like right now, my mind just went blank, like bloop. And I'm looking at my wife. She's like, babe, I have no clue of a song. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, no. Uh, The song. But I said that to say is the closer that we have gotten, we've gotten to know each other. And from that, it's just not a, a conversation, but it's a song with it. And with that, you know, it, it could be like a, um, I'm trying to think of one. I'm putting you on the spot, babe. Think she's like, no, don't you do that. Don't you do that. We can do that, babe. We can do that, babe. Uh, but I'm just trying to think of one recently. It, I know it was yesterday. We was going. We was driving. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm just trying to give it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the song right there. All right. As you say, your wife is your helpmate. Uh, And it's just like because of that relationship. And that's what I'm getting at. Because of that relationship, that constant conversation, there are things that we're just picking up automatically and things that we're just, you know, like doing together. Uh, even just with like, you know, things around the house, you know, she can be cooking and I know, I know it's like, oh man, I got to get Deja, you know, some food. That's name our dog, Deja, you know, like feed her, go out there, throw the, throw the bone and she goes, fetches it and things like that. But guess what we're doing? We're realizing that, hey, we have need of each other. And there are things that I can do to help you. There are things you can do to help me. And what God is saying in this story, in this message, is that I need you to see your family. I need you to see your coworkers in the position that I need them. And so as I, as, as I close, that's just really what I want to just emphasize that there is an alignment for the assignment that is on your life. And that assignment is not just this big word or like this big calling or this big. It's just simply a conversation. It's just simply a smile. It's just simply I see you for who you can be. Even though you are responding in a total different manner than what you should be. I see you for what you could be. You know, Jesus, for us, he did that same where John three sixteen for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And I don't know if you have read your Bible that where it talks and it explains about heaven, that where the streets are paved with gold. When I get to heaven, I'm just going to act Jesus. I'm like, Jesus, you left these gold streets. I'm just going to relate it to Jackson. Jackson, you walked. 
because he's walking with me. I'm like, Lord, you came to a city that was rough. You came to an earth that was rough. You came to an earth that in the heart it was barren. It was wounded. It was broken. It was destroyed. But you made a decision to make a sacrifice because you knew one day that I would hear about you. And in hearing about you, that I would make the decision to give my life to you. But even before I was born, you was already doing this before I was born. Thousands and thousands upon years ago, you was doing this before I was born. Not only were you walking the earth, but the day came. There were even Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he knew his assignment. And in looking at his assignment, it's like, Lord, is there any other way? Is the cross, is this any other way? And of course he had disciples there. They were asleep. But even in the middle of them sleeping, Jesus knew his assignment. His assignment was speaking louder than their snoring. His assignment was speaking louder than their laziness, than them being tired. And he didn't condemn them. He just asked, could you not pray with me at least, at at least for one hour? Just, Just one hour. But even though they didn't respond, Jesus still made the decision, I must go to the cross. But Jesus knew the cross was not the end. He knew that the day would come, he would rise. He knew that his blood would be shed. He knew that his body would be broken. But he still made the decision to go. He made a decision because he saw the potential on the inside of you and on the inside of me. He saw the greatness on the inside of you and the greatness on the inside of me. So literally, he led the way. And I know at times we look at family members, we look at co-workers, we look at neighbors, and it's like, what? Get on my lad nerve. But it's like, no, 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 there's more. There's more, there's more, there's more, there's more, there's more, there's more. Do you see them like I see them? Will will you untie your thought process about them and realize that the same love that was laid down for you is the same love that is laid down for them? So will you lay down your love for them? And when you speak to them, when you see them, you see them through the eyes of the Father. And out of seeing them, as he sees them, it's just making the ask. Hey, I, I, I don't know what you're doing this Sunday, but I would like for you to come to church. You might get a, oh, you want me to come to your church? I didn't even know you looked at me like that. I didn't even know you recognized me like that. It's like, yeah, yeah. You know, there are people looking. There are people desiring hope. They're desiring encouragement. And you know, the other day is just a joy. It's just a joy to see it. Yesterday, we had our prayer life group. 
And before our prayer life group, you know, there are people that, you know, walk the streets and you see them, you say hello. And then there are some that will come to you. And so as I'm standing out there and I'm, I'm pushing the, the lift, as you see over here to the side. So make sure the sidewalk is available for you when you come to church today. So I'm there pushing the lift, making a phone call. I get done. There's a young man standing right there. He introduces himself. You know, at times when someone introduces themselves, we can look at them in a certain way because of the environment we're in. So standing there looking at this gentleman, I was like, hey, it's like, man, it's bright bright and early. He's like, hey, and he introduced himself. I introduced myself. He was like, is this a church? It's like, yeah, it's a church. It's like, you a member? It's like, nah, I'm the pastor. Pastor. And we began to talk. And out of this, he said, I'm going to be there. And he's here this morning. Question. When you're having conversation with people, do you see them for who they are? Do we automatically prejudge? Do we automatically look down? Do we automatically say who they are? Or do we automatically say, I'm glad I got a chance to meet you today. Because people are literally walking, looking for peace. Looking for encouragement, looking for hope, looking for someone just to smile. You know, sometimes you are the only smile that people receive that day. So I just want to really help us even more than ever to realize that God has need not only of us, but of others. Because he created all of us and we have all went through different paths, journeys, but he has poured into us and he's encouraged us. And at times we do get discouraged, even ourselves. And that's why we must come and fellowship and and talk with each other and laugh. And we're going to have that available for you all with life groups that we can have community right here because we we need this. And that's what I was sharing with the young man because he was like, do we have Wednesday night Bible service? I said, hey, not yet, but hold on. (laughs) Said we have what we call life groups and you get to come and be in the community just like this. You get to have a one-on-one. You get to have some conversation. He's like, yeah, I like that while I'm here. There are people who are just waiting for you to be in alignment for your assignment. And as we are all aligned, God can bring relief. He can bring hope. 
He can bring encouragement. He can bring faith. And he can bring assurance to those who need it. Just like he brought it to us. So let's bow our heads and and let's pray. So God, thank you once again for the opportunity to speak forth your word, the opportunity to be able to see that Jesus led the way for us to see that we have an opportunity to show others who Jesus is. And so, Father, thank you that in this Holy Week, this celebration of what Jesus has done for us, that we get to show it to others. And so thank you, Father, for every person in this room. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are comforting. I thank you that you are counseling. I thank you that you are helping them in every way. So as heads are still bowed, if you are here in this place and you're saying, you know, I, I need to come to receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Be it for the first time or you're just rededicating your life because you realize that Jesus, he is peace. That Jesus, he is life. That Jesus, he is the one that died for you. That Jesus is the one that surrendered his life for you because of his love for you and you're saying today I make a decision to to commit my life to Christ or recommit my life to Christ and it's just one thing that I want you to do I'm not going to embarrass you or anything like that but I just want you and give you the opportunity to acknowledge Jesus that you need him so if that is you in this place I just want you to just slip up your hand and just let me know that that is your decision. Thank you for those hands. I see those hands. Thank you. Thank you. Now, everyone repeat this prayer after me. Say, Father God, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for Jesus in sending him to this earth for me. So Jesus, thank you for dying for me. God, I ask you to forgive me of my sins And Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord and be my Savior. From this day moment, from this day forward, my life is surrendered unto you. My life is totally yours. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Can we just celebrate and thank God? For those who just gave their life to Christ.